Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11, 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Ladies and gentlemen, Pittsburgh Steelers fans behind the steel curtain follows or the standard is the standard. We have a lot of fans that are very loyal to the show. We always appreciate that. And we appreciate all the people that have already gone on to our YouTube channel. Some of you may be watching live right now. Some of you may be listening and not watching, and that's okay too. Or you may just be a podcast follower where you're on our iTunes account. We have, I think, over 50 uh, subscribers already. We're hoping to get that over 100 by next week. So if you like the content, give us a, a subscription. But I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. This is The Standard is the Standard. And it's our Wednesday night Behind the Steel Curtain show with me, as always, my co-host, Lance Williams. Lance, how are you this evening? I'm doing all right. And listeners, I want to just apologize that my head stays static in the same <laughs> position for the next 45 minutes to an hour. And it's not going to change. So I'm going to have that same look throughout the entirety of this show. So I just want to apologize. That. But, uh, for this particular episode, of course, we're going to talk about injuries. We're going to briefly talk about this whole back and forth between Antonio Brown and Big Ben regarding the play in the Ravens game. 
We're going to talk about our first quarter offensive and defensive MVPs. And then we're going to give just some overall team observations from that particular game. We're going to break down the Jacksonville Jaguar game. We are going to give some predictions. And we're going to jump back into a WTF to close out the program. Jeff, update the listeners on what's the current injury situation going into week five's contest against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, injury situation. Now, for those of you, obviously, this is recorded on Wednesday, so if you're listening on Thursday or Friday or even over the weekend leading up to the game, things have drastically changed by the time we get to the, the game, the final um, injury report before the game. But on Wednesday, uh, those that did not participate for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Sean Davis with an ankle, Ramon Foster with a thumb, um, ben Roethlisberger, veteran day off, and Stefan Tuitt with a biceps injury. It should be noted that all four of those players, you can throw Big Ben out of there because he's not hurt. Um, Davis, Foster, and Tuitt, they all played last week. And I think that, you know, unless Stefan Tuitt misses next practice, they're probably just let it, letting him kind of rest that arm, let him get comfortable. Foster with his thumb injury, he played Sean, a, Sean Davis the same. And Mike Tomlin in his press conference, as well as after the game, stated that there was no ill effects of them playing, that no one got further injured. Injured, So just should be just a Wednesday day off for those guys. Uh, other than that, limited participants were Bud Dupree with a shoulder, Jesse James with a shoulder, and Ryan Chazier was added with a shoulder. But I don't think it's anything serious. They're limited participation. And then full participants were Marcus Gilbert with a hamstring, James Harrison, who was still battling an illness last week, but he's back now, and Mike Mitchell returned. Good news for the Steelers on the injury front. Now with like Marcus Gilbert and Mike Mitchell, those that missed last week's game, keep your eye on the Thursday practice report. We'll have it on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com based on the fact that if they regress, that happened with Gilbert last week. He was a full participant Wednesday. Thursday, he was limited. That's not the direction you want them to go. You always want them to be working towards full participation by Friday. Uh, typically, Tomlin needs his players to be at least practice in some way, shape, or form throughout the week for them to play. As for the Jaguars, they have a laundry list of limited did not participate. The The biggest, I think, Marquise Lee is out with ribs. Uh, he did not participate. Uh, limited, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Fournette. They've got, they're banged up. They're, they're a banged up group right now. Uh, but other than that, no need to talk about the Jags too much until about Thursday or Friday. So with that said, good news on the injury front for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they head into week five against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, they're a team that got... They, they got out of week four, you know, with J.J. Wilcox at safety, with Chris Hubbard at uh, right tackle. So I think, Lance, let, let's let's get into week four. Let's recap kind of, kind of the Ravens game and, and what you thought of that. Before we do that, you know, Jeff, I don't like this type of thing, but just like Godfather 3, when Michael Corleone said, as soon as I get out, they keep pulling me back in. And somehow yep. with Ben Roethlisberger at the helm, we keep getting pulled into non-football nonsense. I know you guys watched the game on Sunday. You saw A.B. battle the Gatorade cooler, and the Gatorade cooler lost. You saw what the reason for that was. And in my, in, in my breakdown of that particular play, I watched the game film today. It's really hard to tell if that was actually a shot play. Shot play meaning a play that they dial up to try to get big yards that they work on, something specifically that they'll call 
with the anticipation of catching a team in a particular coverage and being able to get a big shot, 25, 30, 40, 50 yards downfield. When I watched the play, we obviously saw A.B. be very demonstrative, wave his arms as if Ben Roethlisberger missed the play. But what no one is talking about is after the play, when Ben Roethlisberger, towards the end of the play, missed getting the ball in the flat to Le'Veon Bell, he looked like he was also upset that he missed the play. And given that Ben Roethlisberger didn't look to that side of the field till late in his progression, I think Ben missed the play. But here's my big issue with Ben saying, you know, calling out Antonio Brown's antics and so on and so forth. Sometimes the sign of good leadership is just not saying anything. I don't think everything that goes on in the locker room should be the consumption for the media. Some things lead to be best left unsaid. Let me give you an example, Jeff. And we shouldn't be talking about, we do a show, we can talk about last week's game on a Wednesday. Players typically don't talk about the previous week's game on a Wednesday. They typically have a 24-hour rule. So why they're still talking about it is ridiculous. But how about this answer, Jeff? Give me your thoughts on my answer, and then give me your thoughts on this whole scenario. How about this? That was in the past. Me and A.B. discussed it. We're moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're a very tough team, number one in sacks, and they have an outstanding cornerback duo in Boye and Ramsey. We're going to have a challenge this Sunday if we want to get the four and one. How about that answer? Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're going to say. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. That's right. You the champ. The drink run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's one two three dollar menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. There's no better place to watch football with friends than Buffalo Wild Wings. They've got all the games on wall-to-wall TVs and a new $5 game day menu with 38-ounce pitchers of Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light, cheeseburgers and brats, and select cocktails. And every Sunday, you can play an exclusive fantasy football game with DraftKings with prizes like free wings for a year. Get to Buffalo Wild Wings for our $5 game day deals. When football is on, you have to be here. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Price and participation vary, subject to restrictions, limited time only yeah that to me and i wrote this when we covered the story on the website ben roethlisberger and i listened live as he said this on his uh number one cochran uh, wow. 93.7 the fan uh weekly show he had every opportunity to say the coach speak answer which is what you just gave coach speak you know yeah, you know, that's just ABB and AB. Uh, we're, we're moving on to Jacksonville, you know, yada, yada, yada. We're deep down. You might be thinking, man, that pissed me off because he's he's showing up me as a quarterback. He's showing up Todd Haley, yeah, whatever the case may be. But he had every chance to do that, and he didn't. He did not do it for whatever reason. Um, maybe he follows his head coach a little bit. Uh, people forget that Mike Tomlin speaks to his players a lot through the media. Now, does he do it that way? No, it's not that cut and dry. 
but he does speak to his players a lot through the media. And so maybe he's kind of taking that same approach. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with it, but um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on the situation and Ben Roethlisberger saying what he said. I think they should both be quiet and talk less moving forward, both the coach and the quarterback. If he's modeling Tomlin's behavior, sometimes they just need to keep that tight lip and keep it in the locker room and it not be for our consumption. Just have a conversation with the guy, pull him to the side if you had, a, if you had issue with it. That's leadership, is insulating your guy even when you know your guy was in the wrong. Handle that like grown men, break bread, and keep it moving. But let's keep it moving, and let's not uh, continue to talk about this point that is much to do about nothing in the grand scheme of this season. Give me your observations on the offensive side of football from that Ravens game, and give me your game ball. Um, for the well, you, you know, I, I kind of like, and this is an article I haven't written this week, probably because I just haven't had time. I like to go back and think of a player that deserves credit that might not have gotten credit. I call it the unheralded players of the week after a victory. And I've got to be honest, this guy has been very disappointing in some aspects aspects of his game, but really showed me something uh, on Sunday, and he would be an unheralded player to me, um, was Vance McDonald, you know, the guy, the tight end they picked up from San Francisco, and everyone's going to point to how he has a 100% drop rate. He's dropped two passes, <laughs> I think, got two targets. And they're going to say, they're going to say, <laughs> They're going to say this guy's this guy was worthless. Go back and watch the film, and you'll see that he was a tremendous blocker in that game. Um, he had several plays where they pulled him across the line of scrimmage, typically with David DeCastro. And my goodness, did he do a good job of getting to the second level and really getting Le'Veon Bell against second against the secondary? And that's where he thrives, and that's where th- they weren't doing prior to that when Bell was struggling. And Vance McDonald, no one. It, unless you rewatch the game, and I, I only saw Vance McDonald on a couple plays live because you're watching so much stuff. Um, but Vance McDonald impressed the heck out of me as a blocker in this game. And so I would give him a tip of the cap. I'm not going to give him the game ball. The game ball goes to Le'Veon Bell in the offensive line because, my goodness, it was to the point, it kind of reminded me of the Buffalo Bills game last year where you knew they were going to run it. We knew they were going to run it. Everyone in the stadium knew they were going to run it and they still ran it right down your throat. That's that's a fun game to watch for me. And so um, that's who my game ball goes to as a whole. I thought the offense took a step forward, but at the same time, I thought that they're still leaving a lot on the field, whether it was Ben Roethlisberger overthrowing Martavis Bryant, um, whether it was, in my opinion, some very sketchy second-half play calling, uh, and maybe some of those are, 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 are RPOs, as they call them in, in the biz, uh, run-pass option plays, uh, where Ben Roethlisberger checked out of a run and into a pass, but that rarely happened. I would have to go back and, and really chart the entire game, but I'd love to see how many times they did not hand the ball to a running back on first down. I guarantee you I could count them on two hands out of the I don't know, 50-plus plays that the offense ran. It just seemed like to me in the second half when you're really trying to make a statement. And I know that third quarter was a disaster, and a lot of that stemmed from that really, really poor officiating call. I'm going to get to that at the WTF segment. That's a little teaser for you. Um, But 
uh, th- that was a disaster quarter for the Steelers. But I think that if they would have just mixed it up a little bit, the, the, the Ravens were really loading the box. I mean, you have the talent. Whether it's Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown's going to get bracketed, or Martavis Bryant, who did make some good catches, uh, I wasn't impressed. So overall, they took a step forward. But second half play calling, I give it a big turd sound, whatever you want to call it. Go ahead, whatever you want to add to that. To your point, Jeff, I I was intrigued about the play calling in the second half as well. And I think on 12 of the first down attempts that they had in the first half, they ran it 11 times. I might be wrong. If somebody's listening to the program, they can chart it and check but I think it was 11 out of 12 times on first down, they ran a football. And I I was just thinking, I I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to shorten the game. Maybe had they made the field goal, it it would have looked a little bit better. Because at that point, I think if they make the field goal, they get up 22 to nine. And, you know, it's it's a two-score game, two-touchdown game at that point. It was a little bit too conservative for my taste. The other thing is, you know, they were just so highly penalized on offense. And they've had 40 penalties over the first four games. That's an average of 10 penalties a game. They've got to get that cleaned up. I think at one point on the offensive side of football, every offensive lineman had at least one penalty called against him. I mean, that's not, that's going to rarely happen. But I think that went to some of the lack of productivity on the offensive side of football in the second half. On the defensive side, my theme from last week was simply, if you want to get to three and one, you must stop the run. Except for the run, the opening run and the 50-yarder, I think they did an excellent job at doing that. They just have to eliminate a couple of bad gap runs where they're getting gouged because of poor run fits and gap integrity. They've got to clean up just that, just a little bit more. Overall, I thought they got great pressure. Again, they were outstanding on third down. I thought the tackling overall improved. And I also said last week that something to watch for would be how Ryan Shazier tackled in the ball game. And I think we saw Ryan Shazier make a concerted effort to not play as fast and tackle more fundamentally. He was laying hats out there. And uh, he was doing a fantastic job. He was everywhere, and he led to multiple turnovers in the game for the Steelers. But my game ball goes to Cameron Hayward. I was very close to giving it to Ryan Shazier. I think what tipped it for me was that Hayward was named the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. And and so because of that, I, I would give it to him. He's just been incredibly disruptive. Uh, this year and has played outstanding basketball. But I want to give you a couple of stats in speaking to this defense. And we're going to get back to one segment that we missed before we break down this Jazz game. Here are some of the defensive rankings for the Pittsburgh Steelers going into this Jazz game. Overall, they're number two. They're number two against the pass. They're second in sacks. They're 23rd against the run. That's the area that has to improve. They're second in scoring defense. They're number one in yards per play, and they're second and third down defense. The only other thing that they have to improve on is red zone defense. They're in the bottom third of the NFL. But at the three and one mark, 
quarter pole, so to speak. If you would have told me that this defense would be playing like this, there's no amount of money that I would have gambled to suggest this. Because me and Jeff have laughed about <laughs> the sack total. And Jeff said 50 sacks. I think I just bust out laughing. It almost been laughing, laughing and crying on air when you said 50 sacks, and they're on pace to get 60. Yep. This defense is outstanding. So I'm going to go ahead and answer my question. My question was, who are the MVPs on both sides of the ball at the quarter ball? My MVP on the defensive side of football is Cameron Hayward. Who's your offensive MVP at the quarter ball? Um, I'm going to go with Antonio Brown. Uh, when Le'Veon Bell was struggling, it was Brown that kind of kept the, the offense afloat. It's certainly not Ben Roethlisberger. It's not that Roethlisberger's playing really, really bad, um, but he's just not winning them games, I guess. Antonio Brown, you could look back to that Cleveland game where he had that catch with in, when Ben threw it into triple coverage. If he doesn't make that catch, do they possibly get upset in week one? Maybe. Um, he dominated the game in week two against the Vikings. Uh, he's been their best offensive player, but Le'Veon Bell is really starting to get going now. Uh, that might be a different story at the midway point after the next quarter, but I would say Antonio Brown. Keep it on the offensive side of football, Jeff, and give us your keys in the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, you know, Lance does such a great job with stats and stuff. He's kind of a, a geeky guy with that. I'm not so geeky with uh, numbers. I'm more of a tangible, give me something that I can see, that fans can watch for. Um, for me, I, I always say balance, and that's always going to ring true. But for, I think that this is a game that the Pittsburgh Steelers should go retro. And I'm not too... I have to really think about this because I'm going to be writing an article probably maybe tomorrow about how the Steelers' offense itself should just go retro. And when I say retro, I'm talking about, think, early Ben Roethlisberger career. Okay, how, how many attempts was Ben Roethlisberger getting early in his career? Probably 25 max. They were handing the ball to the bus. And then you were throwing when you needed to. And when you, when you got some big plays out of the passing game because of the concerted effort to run the football. And for me, I think that this game coming up, especially with the secondary as good as it is for the Jacksonville Jaguars, not that the Steelers can't beat them. I think they should go retro. Give it to Bell 30 plus times. Ben throws it when he has to. You mix in the pass. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. <laughs> I think that they are going to, you know, this this secondary is so good. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when the Denver Broncos came to town two years ago, the no-fly zone, and Roethlisberger and those guys took it personal. And they went out and threw all over those guys as they went on to win that game. It was a very dramatic game, very fun game to watch if you like the aerial attack. But at the same time, I don't think that's the way to go in this game. You're just trying to win football games by any means necessary. The running game is just starting to get going. I would go retro. Limit Ben's attempts. It's going to limit his ability to, to maybe have that costly turnover. Run the football. Mix in the screen game. Utilize those intermediate routes. And then take your shots when they're there, when you have single high coverage. That's what I would do. I'm, I, again, I don't think that's what they're going to do. They outthink themselves more than they don't. Uh, but that's what I would do if I were if I were creating the game plan right now is I'd go 
retro. What do you think about that later? The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I mean, if they watch the Jacksonville, if they watch the Jags film against the New York Jets, they have to run a football. I mean, the Jags are really bad against the run. They're a classic four-man front that tackles the run on the way to the quarterback. I mean, when you, when you get as many sacks as they have, and I think they lead the NFL with 18, mm-hmm. that front four was number 91, who's outstanding, Fowler, um, Calais Campbell. They're trying to get after the quarterback. And, and so you have to take advantage of that, and teams are really taking advantage of that. I think they're one of the worst run defenses in the National Football League. I think they're giving up over five yards a carry. They might be ranked in the 30s, 30, 31, somewhere in there. So to me, this needs to be, like you said, a Le'Veon Bell game. And then you can work off a of play action and you can pass the numbers, excuse me, pass the football in between the numbers. Bouye and Ramsey are outstanding. I wrote on Twitter this week that the matchup between A.B. and Bryant against Bouye and Ramsey is a top five matchup. Those guys might be the best corner tandem along with those guys up in Denver. And they're number one in the National Football League in passing defense. So if you want to keep Ben clean, control this ball game, you do like Jeff said. You run the football. Then you selectively take your shots. I think they can get on top of Bouye. Bouye will give up some deep stuff occasionally. But you got to stay away from Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's outstanding. He's a ball hawk. Great in zone, great in man. I mean, he's just an outstanding football player. But they can run for sure against Jacksonville. But here's the thing, Jeff, and this goes back, and I want to get your thoughts on this, to what we were talking about last week about Ben and Haley. If you gave them Kobe beef, they would make hamburger helper. Even, yeah, if, they make mean, it a, even if they make it a retro game, it will not be imaginative. And it will be very highly predictable and, in turn, possibly easy to stop. So if they go retro, do you think it will be creative? Uh, it could be. But when you say creative, I mean, it depends on how you're referring to the creativity. Are you talking about from a play-calling standpoint? Are you talking play about Play-calling. Definitely okay. play-calling. How, okay. how do they blend it in? Yeah, I mean... You gotta. You, to me, you have to mix it up on first down. But at the same time, if you're averaging three, four yards a carry, then running the ball on third on first down and getting those manageable down the distances is is a smart move. Um, so as much as I hate it, if it's successful, why are you not doing it? I'd like to see them be a little bit more um, run pass oriented or run pass option. Those RPOs out of a formation that I always loved watching. They ran it a ton when Heinz Ward was in Pittsburgh, and that's that bunch formation. They have the players to do it, I think. I mean, you talk about um, Juju Smith-Schuster has been lauded for his blocking ability. They can run and pass out of that and have Antonio Brown on the opposite side. You could put Jesse James, Juju Smith-Schuster. You could even throw Vance McDonald in there if you want to have two tight ends on the field. And you could certainly run and pass off of that 
The defense is going to be it's going to be difficult to to figure out what they're going to do on any given play. They should have plenty of options from a, a passing attack. I just wish they wouldn't be so obvious on specific downs and distances. I mean, you have to mix it up. I mean, third and two going empty is stupid in my opinion. You are taking away one half of the field because or one half of the playbook based on the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is not going to run a quarterback draw for two yards. He's just not. It's not even an option. So a defense is sitting there thinking this is all pass. We just have to play our keys and we'll be fine. So at least put a guy in the backfield. At least put Le'Veon Bell. What I liked about that last week's win offensively was that Roethlisberger was doing a lot what we talked about in taking what the defense gives him. And that's something he talked about. We did not have the first we're not the first people to say that um he did exactly that he he just took what the defense gave him and he checked the ball down to Le'Veon Bell I was oh my gosh and they ran a few screens Lance I mean they had a, a successful one to, to Jesse James um a couple shovel passes to Le'Veon Bell there was some creativity there in the first half that I was really really happy with and then the second half yeah farting noise again stupid play calling predictable <laughs> It, that's what I hate. You said it. You just said it. Predictability. Cannot stand it when a play caller gets predictable. That's exactly what Todd Haley did in the second half. Whether that's on Ben or not, if those are our, our RPOs and Ben's calling runs when they're having a run-stopping heavy look, they're loading the box, we'll never know that because they're not going to admit to that one way or the other. But I just think that this is a game... If you're you're going to have to throw the football, but you have to be smart with it. So, give us the defensive side of the ball, Lance. What are you thinking about? You know, Blake Bortles, future Hall of Famer, right there. I mean, they should be worried, right? I mean, my breakdown <laughs> on the defensive side of football, and yes, they should be worried. He is the Hizat Kazadak. Of course, I said that wrong. If you're a Dune fan, but um, <laughs> you know, it's even more simple on on the defensive side of football. And I'll give you my rhyme the theme for this breakdown. If the Steelers want to stop the Jags' threat, stop Leonard Fournette. Simple. This is a team that runs the ball 62% of the time on first downs. You have to put the game in Blake Bortles' hands and make them one-dimensional. But the tandem of Fournette and Chris Ivory, that's a tough tandem. I mean, that is a very tough tandem. And right now, they're second in the National Football League averaging almost 150 yards per game. They've only given up three sacks, but they're rated 30th in the NFL in passing. So when you see big discrepancies like that in statistics, you obviously want to put it in the hands of Blake Bortles. He's still scattershot. He's still very inconsistent. So if you can take away the running game, specifically on third down, and put him behind the chains, then you're going to win that football game. He is not good enough to sustain drive after drive. Another thing that they have to do is not turn the football over to make Blake Bortles play the long field because he's just not consistent enough to put together plays to score. He just isn't. He's not, that point. he's not at that point in his development. The big thing when you watch Jacksonville is their ability to run off tackle. And we saw them get gouged by Alex Collins multiple times in that Ravens game off tackle. They're going to have to really shore that up and do a really good job. I think in terms of getting pressure on Blake Bortles, I like the matchup between 
T.J. Watt against Cam Robinson. Cam Robinson's their rookie left tackle. I think that's a matchup that T.J. Watt can take advantage of. But they're going to have their hands full against Ivory and Fournette. Fournette and Kareem Hunt will be the two most athletic backs that they, that they play this year. And Fournette is starting to catch the ball out of the backfield as well. So they're going to have to really key on him because if they can take him away and really eliminate their ability to run the football, then Jacksonville will not be successful on offense. So, again, the theme is simply if the Steelers want to stop the Jags' threat, stop Leonard Fournette. And secondly, make Blake Bortles beat you. I don't think he can. He's still inconsistent and he's still scattershot. A secondary thing to look for in this matchup will be Mercedes Lewis against any of the Steelers linebackers in pass coverage. He's a big-time target in the red zone for them. He's a big-time target in between the numbers, and he's a guy that Blake Bortles likes to target and likes to go to. On the outside, with Lee being hurt this week, being pretty banged up, they don't really have significant threats. Hearns is not a great player. Lee's not a great player. So, again, you've got to get that running game stopped. But, Jeff, it's brass tax time. Give me your predictions for this ball game. Um, I, the Steelers at home and the Steelers on the road are like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I mean, it, they really are. The Steelers are a very good team at Heinz Field. But more importantly, Ben Roethlisberger is a much better quarterback at Heinz Field. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this one. I think that they do a, a – a very good job of stopping the run. I think that the Jaguars are going to get their yardage on the ground, um, but I'm going to I'm going to give you a couple of specifics. I think the Steelers keep them off 100 yards. Blake Bortles might throw for over 200. Very similar numbers, maybe to the Baltimore game. I see the Pittsburgh Steelers winning this one. I think the offense goes over 30 for the first time. I think the defense creates some turnovers. I'm going to say that in Week Five, the Pittsburgh Steelers win the game. 34 to 20, 34 to 20. I think there might be some short fields for the Jaguars. Um, their defense is good. They're, they're very good, especially uh, when it comes to getting after the quarterback. So there might be some three and outs. They might, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for that game where the offense just breaks out. And I think this could, this one could be it. It just seems like it's setting up for it um, at home. I'd say a mediocre opponent. I wouldn't say that they're a good or great team, but I'll say 34 to 20 Pittsburgh wins. What do you have? I think the Steelers win the game. I'm going to go with 27 to 16. I think if the Steelers get up, it'll take away the Jacksonville Jaguars ability to run the football consistently. They'll just have to get into a passing game. And I think if the Steelers can get them into that one dimensional look by getting up, and this is the kind of game where, where the Steelers' offense will be, you know, situational in the sense that if they can get up on them, that will be their best defense in, certain, in a certain respect against the run because the team will have to pass because they can't run. They'll have to get back into the ball game. Uh, so if the offense takes care of its job, they win this game pretty comfortably. I like the Steelers 27-16. to 16. But in terms of trying to keep this show shorter, I'm just going to throw it to you, Jeff, for your WTF. Listeners, you know what my WTF is already. Anytime Ben Roethlisberger opens his pie hole and says something that he thinks is leadership, 
That's always my WTF. That's an easy go-to. But I want to hear Jeff's WTF. Jeff, give us your WTF and take us out with what the website has on deck for the Jags game. Okay, my WTF is just basically to the National Football League, but also to the officiating. Can we figure out what in the heck is a catch and what is possession? I mean... This isn't new. This is far from new. This has been going on for years. This goes back to the Des Bryant Green Bay playoff game where everyone and their brother knew Des Bryant caught that pass, yet it wasn't deemed a catch. Um, it's, I just hate it. I hate it. I hate watching these games, whether it's the Steelers or whether it's another National Football League team, and you're seriously, every single time someone catches the ball, you're asking yourself, shoot, did they hold on to that ball until the water boy came over and gave him some water? Or did they actually make enough moves? Did they actually take enough steps to be considered a football move? I'm sorry, but that Antonio Brown call was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Antonio Brown catches the football, takes about four steps. If maybe four is exaggerating, maybe it was two. I don't know. He gets tackled, his arms on the ground, he has possession of the ball in his hand at that time, and then somehow, some way, it's deemed not a fumble, not that the ruling the, the ruling on the field, which was that he was down by contact, stands that it was an interception. Honestly, Ben Roethlisberger's face when they go to him, because he's thinking, well, I, I'm you know, whatever, it's not then all of a sudden he gets credited with an interception, he had the most dumbfounded look on his face that I've ever seen, and it was classic based on the fact that what the heck do you come up with that stuff? I, I hate it. I think that the the National Football League, you want to talk about an image problem, all that stuff, and, and we've talked about the anthem and all that. They've got issues, but you've got issues with the game, too, still. You've got issues with the fact that your officials and your fans and your coaches and your players have no freaking clue what a catch is that's a problem when it's becoming a pass happy league and you don't know what a catch is you've got some issues nfl what the you know what wtf figure out what a catch is simplify it and make it so black and white that there's no more gray matter this goes back this even pissed me off in 2005 don't you remember the, the divisional playoff game? Troy Palomalo picks off Peyton Manning. You go back 10 years, there's not even a question about whether it's an interception. It's an interception. He got up, fumbled the football. What do they do? They rule it's incomplete because he didn't make a fumble. I hate it. 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 NFL, WTF. Do you have anything to add to that, Lance? I, I don't know what you thought about that play or not. You know, the NFL is creative in trying to figure out why one plus one does not equal two. That's what they've done with the catch rule. They've taken something that we all know what a catch is from catching the football. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event. 
even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. There's a time and a place for black and white. Like when you're learning to play piano. Or when you want a big two-toned cookie. Or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing. From banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 18 Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Oh, it looks like we made a lost Lancer, so uh, we'll try to get him back on here shortly. Uh, if not, that's okay. We're at the end of the show anyways. We got the WTF going. Um, I'll go ahead and say on my side of things what's coming up for fans of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Um, fans of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, it, it's pretty simple. Uh, we've got some really good stuff coming up here for you. Uh, we have... Film Room Thursday. Uh, we've got three film rooms. I'm not sure if I'm going to run them all tomorrow on Thursday. I might hold one for Friday. We'll see, see how it looks. Um, a, a series that I've been running is the Steelers Give Back. Uh, it's something I came up with when I was so sick and tired of hearing all the negative publicity around the NFL and the, and the anthem stuff. And, and not that that doesn't deserve credit, but there's a lot of stuff going on that is good with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I've been talking about things like Alejandro Villanueva giving his jersey uh, money that he makes from his jersey sales back to the USO. I covered how the Pittsburgh Steelers went and bought jackets for kids and Project Bundle Up. And we've got another one coming tomorrow about the, the team donating to the Puerto Rico relief efforts, combining efforts with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So good stuff there. Honestly, we're averaging eight or nine stories a day in terms of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, snap counts, um, commentary, features, you name it. Tomorrow is really the day that we really dig into the Jacksonville Jaguars coverage, and we started off by this show. So, hey, if you're listening right now as a podcast listener on, our, on your iTunes, that's awesome. I highly recommend you follow us on YouTube as well. Um, I would say go to YouTube. We are BTSC Steelers Radio. So BTSC, Behind the Steel Curtain, Steelers Radio. Give us a subscribe, click. Um, you'll, you'll see hopefully more stuff coming at least two shows a week. You'll hear the Wednesday night show that you're listening to now, as well as the post game show that I do, uh, the knee jerk reaction, the Steelers hangover, um, which also is combined with our Facebook feed. So, uh, by all means, keep following all those different channels. We thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for Lance. I'm Jeff on the standard as a standard. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. 
I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play. Brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories. Like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0. Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.